This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Biltz with the news, the headlines. The Romanians have shown unprecedented solidarity, offering a space of safety and calm to the Ukrainian refugees, Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu said in his address on the World Refugee Day. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminita Audobescu has paid a formal visit to the ex-Soviet Romanian-speaking Republic of Moldova. And Romania's national football side ended in a two-all draw their away game against Switzerland in Group 1 of the Euro 2024 qualifiers. The Romanians have shown unprecedented solidarity, offering a space of safety and calm to the Ukrainian refugees, Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu said in his address on the World Refugee Day. In March 2022, we got the clear picture of terror on the cratered streets and destroyed buildings in the cities of Bucha and Irpin. We understood the horror lived by the desperate families forced to flee the war. Over 4.6 million Ukrainians, mostly women and children, have chosen our country as their refuge, Cholaku wrote on Facebook. According to him, since the beginning of the war in Ukraine, the Romanians have proven their support and generosity in the face of terror. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminita Odobescu was received on Monday night by the President of the Republic of Moldova, Maya Sandu. The talks between the two officials have focused on the Republic of Moldova's European agenda and regional security. According to sources with the Romanian Foreign Ministry, Minister Odobescu has pointed out that the unprecedented openness in the bilateral area in recent years has allowed for the rapid progress of all cooperation initiatives, mainly of those with direct relevance in the area of strengthening stability and support for the Republic's development. Minister Odobescu has given assurances on Romania's staunch commitment to promoting in a rapid manner the assistance projects for Chisinau in terms of its comprehensive connection to the European area through Romania. The head of the Romanian diplomacy has hailed the significant headway made by the authorities in Chisinau in the reforms area, focusing on meeting the recommendations made by the European Commission in June last year, when the country was granted the statute of EU accession candidate. Romania's national football side ended in a two-old draw, their away game against Switzerland in Group 1 of the Euro 2024 qualifiers. The visitors dominated the game and even got the upper hand to nil, but our footballers managed an unexpected comeback 
and leveled the scoring towards the end of the game. In the other Group 1 matches, Belarus secured a 2-1 win against Kosovo and Israel also obtained a 2-1 victory against Andorra. Switzerland tops the table in Group 1 and is followed by Romania, the first two positions which ensure qualification for the final tournament in Germany. During the international Paris air show, Le Bourget, earlier this week, Romanian Defence Minister Angel Tulver had a meeting with General James B. Hacker, commander of the Allied Air Command Europe. The Romania-USA strategic partnership is one of the main pillars of the national policy of security and defence together with NATO and EU membership, Minister Tilva recalled. Among other things, the Romanian minister voiced his appreciation for the US contribution to ensuring defence and deterrence on the Allied eastern flank, mainly through the deployment of troops and capabilities to Romania, as well as for the support offered to Romania so that the country can purchase F-16 fighters from the Norwegian army. Also in Paris, the Romanian defence minister participated in a conference entitled European Air and Missile Defence and held talks with Israeli Defence Minister Yoav Gallant. The Constitutional Court of the ex-Soviet Romanian-speaking Republic of Moldova has ruled as unconstitutional the Shore Party, funded and led by oligarch Ilan Shore. The party has been accused of actions that run against the rule of law jeopardizing the sovereignty and independence of the Republic of Moldova, being funded from abroad and backed by the Russian secret services. The party leader fled to Israel after having received a prison sentence for his involvement in the theft of 1 billion euros from the Republic's banking system. From there, he initiated, jointly with the party's vice president Marina Tauber, a series of anti-government protests. We'll have more on this after the news. And now to end the news bulletin here is a reminder of the main stories. The Romanians have shown unprecedented solidarity, offering a space of safety and calm to the Ukrainian refugees, Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu said in his address on the World Refugee Day. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminica Odobescu has paid a formal visit to the ex-Soviet Romanian-speaking Republic of Moldova and Romania's national football side ended in a two-all draw their away game against Switzerland in Group 1 of the Euro 2024 qualifiers. The Bucharest Stock Exchange is preparing to list the energy giant Hydroelectrica at a time when the local market is on the rise. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Sorin Titus Jordan. <music> Romania's capital market went up 7.1% in the first five months of the year as the number of investors hit a new record, the Bucharest Stock Exchange announced. The context is highly favorable for the upcoming listing of the country's largest electricity producer, Hydroelectrica which is expected to draw substantial capital as of July. Eight million Romanians will be able to benefit from the listing thanks to the stock to be purchased by private investment funds, and a large number of business people will be able to invest directly in the company, the Bucharest Stock Exchange president Radu Hanga said. 
According to Hanga, Hydroelectric has standing and the size of the transaction expected to reach some 2 billion euros indicates that the local stock market has grown to maturity and the success of the operation will contribute significantly to strengthening the confidence of local entrepreneurs and investors in the potential of the Romanian capital market. The Hydroelectrica IPO will be the most important event in the forthcoming period for Romania in economic terms as well as in terms of image, and one of the biggest in the world at the moment, the Bucharest Stock Exchange chief also said. Hanga explained that the transaction is critical for Romania, with significant implications for the country's inclusion in the MSCI Emerging Markets Index. At present, MSCI rates Romania as a frontier market, whereas the second-largest relevant company, the FTSE, upgraded Romania to secondary emerging market status in 2020. The sale by the Proprietata Fund of its 20% share in Hydroelectrica takes place in a positive context. The number of investors in the Romanian stock market was over 141,000 at the end of the first quarter of 2023, compared to nearly 55,000 in 2019. This accounts for a 160% rise in the past five years. Also, overall listings with the Bucharest Stock Exchange amounted to over 1.8 billion euros in the first five months of this year, in spite of international market volatility. As many as seven corporate bond issues for a combined 1 billion euros and five Fidelis state bond issues totaling 618 million euros were listed. Over the past five years, the Bucharest Stock Exchange has listed 163 financial instruments, amounting to a combined 8 billion euros, offering investors returns of over 100%. The Constitutional Court of the Republic of Moldova has declared unconstitutional the Shaw Party, led by the oligarch Ilan Shor, convicted for the role he played in the billion-dollar theft. I'm Mihaila Ignatescu with more in this report by Corina Cristea. Accused of acting in contradiction with the principles of the rule of law and endangering the sovereignty and independence of the Republic of Moldova, being financed from outside and supported by the Russian secret services, the Shore Party from the small neighboring Republic of Moldova was dissolved by a decision of the country's constitutional court. The magistrates ruled in this way following the Moldovan government's request for outlawing the political party founded and led by the oligarch Ilan Shor, accused by the West and Chisinau of trying to destabilize the Republic of Moldova, while the United States and the European Union have imposed sanctions against him. The arguments brought by the government representatives in favor of outlawing this party is the fact that, I quote, members of the Shaw Party are known to have bribed voters and protesters. The party has connections with suspect persons from the Kremlin and are believed to have repeatedly violated the legislation in terms of the financial activity of the party. The court's decision is final and cannot be appealed. 
The court states in its ruling that the Moldovan Ministry of Justice will establish a dissolution commission. The Shaw Party currently has five members in the Chisinau Parliament, consisting of 101 deputies, who, according to the court's ruling, will be able to complete their mandates as individual members. It is a decision expected by society, precisely because the people of the Republic of Moldova value and want to live in a democratic and legal state, in which criminal organizations are prevented from seizing the state, the Moldovan pro-Western president has stated. According to Maya Sandu, the Shaw Party, created from corruption and for corruption, represents a danger for the constitutional system and the security of the state. In a reaction published on his Facebook page, full of invective against the government, Ilan Shore says that the court's decision is illegal and the party will seek justice at the European Court of Human Rights. At the same time, he has stated that together with his team, he will find legal forms to continue his projects. As of 2022, the Shaw Party has organized a wave of anti-government protest and pro-Russia demonstration in the Republic of Moldova, financing, according to Chisinau, unrest in a period of political instability. Recently, Ilan Shor has admitted his party's involvement in the street protests. We recall that back in 2017, Ilan Shor was convicted for the role he played in the billion-dollar theft from the Moldovan banks. The sentence was challenged at the Court of Appeal, the trial dragged on, and two months ago, Ilan Shor, who had fled the country years before and settled in Israel, got a final sentence of 15 years in prison and seizure of assets worth 5 billion Moldovan lei. That was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to Crazy Loop and his latest song, Love Maria. Yeah. 
death on this roller coaster. Don't be afraid, be as free as 80s on my brain. are listening to Radio Romania International. Inside Romania Surely we have all experienced moments when we didn't feel like talking to anyone, either out of sadness or disappointment. But there are also serious cases of children who cannot express themselves verbally, whether because they are shocked, abused, physically or sexually, are autistic or have other disabilities. A doll the size of an older child was created for them, and not only, which they can make and unmake to their heart's content. It is an invention by physician Dana Giano, plastic surgeon, awarded with gold medals in 2006 and 2007 at the famous exhibitions for inventions and innovations in Brussels and Geneva. This invention also got the attention of UNICEF at the United Nations as coming to the aid of the world's less fortunate children Dana Gianu told Radio Romania about this. It's an invention born out of my love for plastic surgery, and I thought that not only surgeons, not only those who study medicine, could transform an entity. It could be anyone, children and adults, it could be a family activity, or maybe even therapeutic purposes. And so, from the very beginning, I shaped it, I shaped this body out of foam with my own hands, and I dressed it in a skin. This skin allows many attachments, practically an indefinite number, and we have made it possible for a child, or a player, regardless of their age, to have a companion. Because once you transform this doll into your desired companion, you become attached to it, and it practically allows games of fantasy and games of boundless situations. You practically become a so-called shaper, a plastic surgeon, but not only. You are more than that. You make a companion, a playmate. Donna Giano confessed to us that she imagined her profession as a plastic surgeon as a game. Thus, using the aforementioned doll, the player-creator can transform a schematically represented body, a fuzzy silhouette, into a young man or a young woman by adding either musculature, 
biceps, pectorals, abs, etc., or specifically feminine features, breasts of different shapes and sizes, thighs, buttocks, thin waist. However, for this doll that can be male or female at will, we can create unlimited expressions by gluing on, through an ingenious system, eyes, nose, lips, ears, eyebrows, hair of different colors and shapes, creating new and different expressions. Happy, sad, smiling, angry, playful, embarrassed, angry, etc. According to the player's imagination and mood. Physician Dana Gianu gave us details. It can be both a boy and a girl. That's why its name is Dan A. Joy or Dana Joy, as we endow her, as we give them bodily forms. It is a doll for which we can change both the physical features by adding muscles, and then it becomes a boy, or by adding feminine forms, and then it becomes a girl. And all the features of both the boy and the girl can be changed as the player wants. We have a set of facial features. At some point it has Asian eyes, now it's got Caucasian eyes. Dana Gianu has two invention patents. This doll with changing features, Dane A. Joy, and a surgical pincer for quick suture of wounds. The clear national and international success is the doll, which develops creativity and which is a means of communication and nonverbal expression. Raised in a fairy tale village, Vama, in Suchava County, plastic surgeon Dana Gianu still reminisces with delight today about life in the mountain village where daily responsibilities were child's play. And also in the village, she developed the desire to help, as well as the skill in taking care of, first of all, the animals in the household guided by her grandmother. She also developed the ability to prepare dishes, such as chicken or mushroom stew, going through all the preparation stages, including picking the mushrooms or slaughtering the animal under the guidance of her grandfather. We asked her what made her decide to become a doctor, and she said that everything started from the desire to take care of a being in need. And because she was very close to her grandmother, she took care of all the creatures in the household. And she realized that she liked to contribute to their health. That was primordial, and it grew out of the culture in the family, as her father was a doctor. You have been listening to Inside Romania. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event.
Welcome to Cultural Event with me, Eugen Nasta. The Arbo Arts and Culture Association in late 2022 initiated the project themed Mythos, Art and Mythology. The project was thought out as a challenge for dozens of 5th to 11th grade pupils studying with the Igor Vieru Academic Fine Arts High School in the capital of Republic of Moldova, Chisinau. Organizers dared pupils to create works of art inspired from ancient Greek mythology, retold in a modern and entertaining key by the well-known British writer and actor Stephen Fry. That is how the Arbo Gallery in Bucharest came into being, themed Mythos, Art and Mythology, an exhibition made of young artists' works. Here is organizer and curator Victoria Nogivaita with details of the exhibition. The exhibition started off from the bedtime stories I have been reading to my children ever since they were very, very little, only to progress to even more complicated and more complex books. That is how we advanced to Troy in a translation by Radu Paraskivescu, and our very source was one of his posts letting us all know that the book would soon be due in bookshops. Out of curiosity, we bought it, and the three of us were raptured reading it, because, even though we know pretty much of what we have been reading together so far, this book, not only because of its humor, it is also much more comprehensive, a lot more interesting. Besides, you get to know the real story, in fact, retold by Stephen Fry. And then here in Arbo, at least once a year, I try to contribute something to the development of these children who are into fine arts and who plan to progress in the field for the future. We know all too well not all of them eventually will become artists. They choose different career paths for themselves only to make ends meet. That is why such a contribution is vital to my mind. Getting to see what they do, what they work on, even paying a visit to their school, looking at the classroom walls, I noticed this theme was totally absent. They study a bit of mythology in the sixth grade, but the study of that does not go any further. And obviously, it is not a thoroughgoing study, as it should be from the standpoint of art history, as mythology is extremely important in the development and, in a broader sense, in the history of fine arts. What were young artists' preferences theme-wise and what techniques did they use? Victoria Nogvaida once again. It's true, from what I've noticed, they were into romantic themes in terms of preferences. Orpheus's story seems to be all-pervasive. The story of Paris and that of the apple of discontent. Then there is also Apollo, and we also have a couple of works that practically broach the theme of the war, such as the Clash of the Titans. They are varied, they have been made using different techniques. Most of them are in oil, middle-sized, some of them are larger. We have fifth graders who obviously used watercolor up until the 11th grade. We did not get the 12th graders involved as they are busy preparing for the baccalaureate exam, and I am very happy with what I see. And that was cultural event. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to our regular sports feature. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. 
Romania's football team drew against Switzerland 2-all in Lucerne on Monday in the qualifiers for next year's European Championships. The Romanians put up an unimpressive, disorganized performance with poor defense and next to no attack. The hosts scored first on 28 minutes thanks to Zeki Amduni, who also scored the second goal on 41 minutes. In the second half, the game was slightly more balanced, although the Swiss were still better. On 81 minutes, the referee gave the hosts a penalty kick, but the decision was reverted following video review. Just one minute before full-time, Valentin Mihaila scored for Romania, and he did the same three minutes later, securing Romania a draw that no one was still hoping for. For all this, Radio Romania International designates Valentin Mihaila as Athlete of the Week. Valentin Mihaila was born on the 2nd of February 2000 in Târgoviște, in the south of the country. He made his debut with Universitatea Craiova at the age of 17 in a Romanian Cup match against Sepsis Fandugheorghe, which his team won 2-0. He only played in the first team one year later, but he also played in the Europa League qualifiers, which Craiova lost 1-3 to RB Leipzig. In 2020, Valentin Mihaila was transferred to Parma in a 8.5 million euro transaction, one of the largest sums ever paid for a Romanian top league player. He was briefly lent to Atalanta in 2022, but after an unconvincing stint, he returned to Parma. His debut with the national team was in March 2021 in Bucharest in a game against North Macedonia in which he also managed to score. You have been listening to Athlete of the Week. Don't forget that you can also follow our sports news and commentaries on rri.ro and on Facebook. Listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast is your music. Today we will introduce you to the work of the late songwriter Vasile V. Vasilanke. Let's begin with a song called We and the Rain, sung by the late Doina Bada. <laughs> Atâta ea speria pe toți cu stropii grei Că ne-a făcut stăpâni pe parc și pe alei Și fericiți copacii uzii scuturau Ca doi copii descurs prin ploaie Lord, I'm 
Mirabella Dauer will next play a song called If I Had, also written by Vasile V. Vasilake.
Aurelian Andreescu was one of Vasilanke's favorite singers, so here he is with a song called Longing. To end, let's listen to Stella Inake with a song called From So Many Love Affairs.
Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaela Ignatescu. People have been stargazing from times immemorial, but only few have made it to the stars traveling in the outer space. Even fewer have been women, such as the ladies who attended Spacefest, the largest event in Romania dedicated to the exploration of the outer space and the opportunities it has to offer. Hosted by the Polytechnic University in Bucharest between June the 11th and the 13th, and to which I devote today's edition of People and Places. The two lady astronauts who participated in the event were Nicole Stott, a NASA astronaut, aquanaut and artist who spent 104 days in space and the tenth woman in the world to travel into the outer space, as well as founder of the Space for Art Foundation, and Sarah Sabri, the first and only astronaut from the African continent to fly into space in 2022 with Blue Origin. Let's listen to Nicole Stott and Sarah Sabri, who were kind enough to talk to Radio Romania International's Eugen Kojokariu. Nicole Stott, you have been 104 days in space. How long or how short were those days? 104 days in space, it was not long enough. I mean, I really felt like the time flew by. I could not believe it when it was time to come home, and I wish I could go back and have at least one more day in space. That would be nice. You have been the 10th woman in space. Which are the strong points of a woman astronaut in a space crew? Yeah, I was the 10th woman to perform a spacewalk. I didn't even think about that at the time. Didn't even know that was the number. I think the point is that the rocket ship doesn't care if you're a boy or a girl. And so we all just have to be doing our best with the work that we do. We've shown that women are as capable, if not maybe more, than the men on these missions. And I think we just need to be encouraging more and more young women to pursue these kinds of things. How did you feel in space? Happy, curious, excited, full of energy or vice versa? Stressed, tired, scared? All those first things you said. Absolutely. And even when things were going, you know, when an alarm was going off or whatever, I think it was more anxiousness than a fear because we had trained so much how to deal with those kinds of things. And my last question, would you repeat your space journeys? And if so, under which conditions? I would absolutely repeat my space journeys. You know, on one hand, I hope that it would be the way it was, you know, with the crews that I was with and the experience experience that we had. Also to be able to fly again and experience maybe something a little different from a mission. Thank you so much. Sarah Sabri, hello. Thank you for being here in Bucharest. My first question. You were the first Egyptian, African and Arab woman in space. How did you feel to be the one? It's an incredible honor to be representing my country for the very first time in space and to be the first Arab woman to do this. It shows you how much things are changing. Finally, we have representation. I grew up not seeing someone that looked like me that was able to do things like this. So for the very first time, I'm so honored and grateful and just happy to have the next generation see that people are capable of doing this. Women from our side of the world can do things, can do something like this. How is Earth seen from above? Seeing Earth from space really changes your perspective on the whole world because we haven't biologically evolved to see Earth from space or like from the outside. 
So when it does happen, it breaks your reality. And kind of you have to, when you piece it back together, you have to make sense of what you think, what you previously thought about the earth, about life, about the universe, about your relationship with everything. And then when you come back, you have to really make sense of all of these things and really try to do the best that you can with the new responsibility that you gain from this new perception. How did you feel during the flight? Happy, curious, excited, full of energy or vice versa, tired, stressed, scared? No, I was excited. I was not scared at all. I was just very excited, full of adrenaline, just so at peace also because you have to be at peace with anything that happens with whatever outcome. You have to be really trusting of the vehicle, really trusting of yourself and your crew, really okay if something does happen, you know how to react, you know what to do and even if you don't come back, you have to be okay with that too and that changes you as well. So yes, I was very, very excited. Like I couldn't believe that the moment was actually here, like it was finally there because you dream about it for so long and you see yourself doing it for so long and when it does happen, it's like everything in your body and in your mind is just alive. Would you repeat your space journey and under which conditions? I would 100% go to space today if you tell me. I'm still working towards staying for longer missions, so staying longer in orbit, going to the moon and going to Mars. So my goal is to go to Mars. And my last question, how can you contribute based on your knowledge to the development of the space exploration? So there's a few things that we can do. I'm an engineer and I've got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering, my master's in biomedical engineering, currently doing my PhD in aerospace, working on spacesuits. I have a company. What we do is we're making space more accessible. So we provide opportunities for people all over the world to work in research that benefits deep space exploration. And then we're also educating different generations from all over the world as well about different fields in the space field so that we can get as many people involved in the field as possible so that we are able to finally get those answers about our universe, get those answers about the problems and challenges we are facing now in space exploration. So that's what I'm doing with my company and also a lot of outreach because I think it's really important to inspire and to, and to empower next generations to be able to dream big and to really stand in their power. Sabri, a big thank you. شكراً The agenda of the festival included presentations of top-notch projects in the field, such as Teca Space Elevator, Hexarian, Beyond Stars or Sea Space Habitat. Space Fest also hosted panel talks, Q&A sessions and a press conference, giving experts, journalists and the public at large the chance to meet outstanding personalities in the field and, last but not least, the one who made Space Fast possible, Kristina Korp, who gave an exclusive interview to Eugen Kozokariu. Kristina Korp, hi. How difficult was to bring two real astronauts to Bucharest? Bringing them here is not hard, but getting the support to bring them was difficult. But now I see everyone is excited and even the university is asking, can we do this again next year? Let's start planning right now for next year. And I was so happy to see how many students were in the audience today. Kristina, you work for Space for a Better World. How can world do a better space. What I'm trying to do with Space for a Better World, this is my foundation. I started it to connect the space curious mm -hmm. to the space serious because I want people to understand that space isn't this faraway place and that we are all benefiting from space technology every single day. And probably the simplest way to get people to understand is if you think about the cell phone or the smartphone in your hand. We're using satellites in orbit. If you're using GPS to get around, those are satellites in orbit around. 
around the planet. And so when you start getting people to understand how much they use space, then they start to understand, well, maybe I need to care about space because it makes my life better. And that's what I do with Space for a Better World is I'm trying to get people to understand the value of space in their lives in ways they didn't know that it was already helping them. You have started as a rock star. You have shared this with us. What on earth determined you, convinced you to work with astronauts? I always loved space, but I didn't like math. <laughs> and so I didn't ever want to be a scientist or an engineer. That was not what I wanted to do. I'm a singer and I love music and art. I will say, I never thought I would be working with astronauts or in space. But what happened was after my music career was changing, I decided to take a job to work with an astronaut, Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk on the moon. So it was something I thought I would only do for a little while. That turned into the last 15 years. So now I work with many astronauts because I met the rock star of astronauts and it changed my life. And now I am a space believer. And my final question, the American movies tell us that humans will step again on the moon and humans will step on Mars. Do you think this will become true? Absolutely. So right now the Artemis program has begun and this is the follow-on to the Apollo program. Artemis, twin sister of Apollo, goddess of the moon. I went to the Artemis 1 launch in November, last November, in Kennedy Space Center. Artemis 2, which will take humans to the moon again for the first time in over 50 years, is launching in 2024. Four humans, the first woman to go to the moon, and then hopefully by 2026, we will walk on the moon again. The first woman will walk on the moon as well. Mars is a longer journey. It takes a lot more to go to Mars. I think we might be able to go to Mars in maybe 10 to 15 years, but what people need to understand, make no mistake, we will go. Humans will go. This is a realistic thing to go to the moon, learn to live on the moon, go to Mars, and have an eventual permanent settlement on Mars. That's all from People and Places today. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. One of the most appreciated voices in Oltenia, southern Romania, is that of Constantin Encianu, a complex artist who manages to delight his audience any time he steps on the stage. Here he is now on the microphone with a lively dance tune from southern Romania. Pero 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.